0: Welcome to Decaf with the Beacon Center of Tennessee. Mark and I in some team gear. Need, well, this team's not quite playing yet, but is the Jazz, what's the Jazz's deal right now?
1: Well, I mean, the Predators are playing. I mean, not well, but they are playing. <laughs>
0: I mean, but they're not like the focus of what we're going to talk about today. Oh, yeah, yeah. talking yes, about yes, hockey. Yes. Right. And
1: the Jazz are not either, but they are still very good. We are still the best team in the NBA, so things have been going well.
0: Well, good for you. Alabama's about to be the best team. We'll, we'll get to March Madness. Yeah, likely, yeah, yeah. we're excited
1: off. to talk about that. I'm
0: going to start this off saying that Alabama's going to be the best team ever. Okay, <laughs> so let's talk about some serious things before we talk about the uh, the lighthearted stuff. So Mark has been, if you follow Mark on Facebook, you'll see that he has been very vocal about the stupidity of lockdowns. I don't post as much on Facebook. Mark does. It's And it's either been about the jazz or <laughs> lockdowns for the last, like, eight months and so recently some some numbers are coming in now and they came back you know earlier this week and a couple weeks ago that a lot of the states that had the strictest lockdowns had no no like real noticeable difference no substantive difference in the number of covid cases number of covid deaths whatever europe had the same type of results and so it begs the question why and, and okay let me back up a little bit. I'll give people credit. This was an unprecedented time in our history. I mean, 1918 was a long time ago. No one who was making decisions then is making decisions now. I get it when the Spanish flu happened, but why are places still under lockdown? Why are businesses still not operating if if the numbers are showing that it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, this is, this is out of control. It's been over a year. Let's let's, Hey, let's trust the science. Am I right?
1: Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's hard to understand um, why the government's first idea is like, let's shut down all of what makes us successful. Let's shut down all these businesses. Like that should not be your first thing. Like, and maybe there is examples where that is warranted i'm not sure i can think of any but maybe if you had like this some kind of thing that was killing people immediately i, I don't know ebola but i hate what was that
0: like if it was like an ebola outbreak yeah like, like yeah, even,
1: even worse but like i hate the idea that they think the first thing that they should do is shut down these businesses that's an awful like first and of course that is that kind of goes more to the heart of kind of what the left believes like that's the first thing instead of saying like let's make sure we have all the numbers and then figure out what to do um but like you said i agree i i understand why people shut places down i didn't agree from the beginning but i understand the theory at this point there's absolutely no excuse and like we talked about you know joe biden calling florida neanderthals or whatever and that's i mean that's insane it's absolutely insane and we have all these numbers and basically the numbers are exactly the same whether you shut down or not so these these you know states like tennessee florida that have allowed businesses to stay open that have you know, not seeing their economy crash and burn. Um, now that it matters, because the Democrats got a bunch of money. Democratic-run states in, in the stimulus anyway, who shut down. But you see these states that have done well. You see Sweden has been exactly the same as the rest of Europe. These shutdowns don't work. They did nothing. And if they, if they had an impact, it was minimal. Um, and it's it's just hard to justify now. And like you said, we have we now have numbers. This is not in. This is not no longer like an unprecedented, we have no idea. We know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens. Um, it does matter if you send them into nursing homes to kill people. But other than that, it doesn't actually matter whether we have these, these kind of government shutdowns or not.
0: I know and I think that the virtue signaling coming from the left I I will say I think that the far left and the far right are both wrong I think that the far right completely disregarding the COVID exists and thinking that masks should not be worn ever it's not the
1: far right that those are conspiracy theorists I mean yes they they do have to be more on the right but that even the far right I think would say that we don't want government but I don't think I do think it exists
0: and then the far left that's saying we're still all gonna die you're gonna kill grandma whatever
1: that's not the far left that is the entire left you don't have to far anymore this is like the mainstream left which i think is the problem it's not just the crazies it's the people who are actually like mainstream democrats believe this
0: and then but then there's the elected officials in the middle that we say this a lot uh rules for me but not for thee, john Kerry. this week on the ma- on the airplane with his mask off and john
1: Kerry in the middle
0: well i'm just saying he's like maybe compared the,
1: to maybe compared to the current democratic party yeah, but yes but one the of not the sure.
0: high and mighties one of the people yeah. who's like would guilt people if given the chance but is identifies on the left and but he goes on this airplane and doesn't wear a mask and Gavin Newsom who's going to restaurants and Cuomo who what is he he even doing
1: (laughs) he's in some bigger trouble than that but I mean also the John Kerry thing This is also the guy who's got a private jet telling us about, about carbon emissions. Like, give me a break. I
0: know, but that's it all goes back to rules for the, but not for me. And so mm-hmm. I think it's getting a little bit ridiculous that we're being told, not we, but California, New York, whatever, the more liberal states and cities are being told that they have to stay shut down or they're still gonna kill grandma, um, or they have to get a vaccine where we're seeing numbers from the whole year of people not vaccinated, still being careful, businesses open, and everything is exactly the same as it is in the other states. And so I think-
1: And I personally, I mean, I I think we should get vaccines, but I mean, I don't think anybody should be forced to, but the one thing that, I know that you're the only person I think in the world that actually watched the Grammys, it appears by their ratings, but I saw these pictures of, You know, all the performers being close to each other without masks, and there's no issue with that, even though it's uh, officially against California state law, like, it's fine for celebrities, again, rules, like, that's, they don't have to follow the rules, but if, I mean, if you walk outside and you're like a thousand dollar fine for not having a mask in California.
0: I know I, when we were in Breckenridge in Colorado earlier this January, because obviously I've traveled a lot during the pandemic and I actually saw a follow a matchmaker on Instagram and she did a poll about like if someone travels for pleasure during a pandemic is it a deal breaker or not, and 86% of the people said yes and I was like well that explains why I'm single I guess but i feel um, like
1: it's, i think i'd say 86 i, I would say if they're afraid to travel at all and that would be a deal breaker for that's me, exactly whatever.
0: what i'm saying <laughs> hence i went to breckenridge during yeah. the pandemic <laughs> and if you walked around on the sidewalk outside without a mask on you could get like a massive fine and it just it's become ridiculous i would do wear my mask i'm not here waging a war against masks. i'm waging a war against like inconsistencies and not actually listening to what the numbers of have things that have actually happened over the last year have said and so I think that um, if we did an eye roll count for me over the last few months, we would have hundreds of me rolling my eyes at the notion that trust of trusting the science, but the science actually not being trusted. So
1: I, I actually kind of wish we could do a highlight reel of things we've said because we've been, I mean, I, we're wrong a lot, but we've been right the entire time on this from the start. Where if you go back, it's like, wow, we were right about nine months in advance of everyone else. But I mean, we, we have been. And I mean, sometimes I go back to my sports picks. I'm like, ooh, man, I can't believe I said that. Like, But for this COVID one, we've been right the whole time.
0: We've been on it. We know what's going on. Um, so I just think we should look carefully. And if you do live in one of those more liberal states, liberal cities, I think it's really time to – hold your elected officials accountable and say hey listen up we know what's going on here and there's no reason why we shouldn't be allowed to go to a restaurant at this stage in the game I mean, can I add
1: up. one more thing um just about the Grammys and it's not related yeah. to anything I just need to say it okay. Trevor Noah is not funny I don't know who thinks he's funny I, I just I see an ad for him on the right side of my screen I know he did the Grammys he is the least funny person on television I thought John Oliver pretty- I don't agree with him he was funny John Stewart's funny like I don't get why people like him
0: Trevor Noah is also um the least handsome of all of them. Like his he hair, d- he dates the girl from Friday Night Lights though. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't he must sense. have
1: a great personality because he is not, not funny.
0: Yeah, and he's not cute either. So something's going on. I don't. Sorry, know I,
1: I I can't stand the guy. I, I feel like I, he is the most overrated person in the history of Hollywood.
0: Agreed, and it was even more awkward because there was no audience, and so he would make jokes and no one would laugh. But like, he's got to be
1: used to that by now. Yeah. I'm sure it's the same as when he goes anywhere.
0: That's what I was going to say too. Yikes, we were being so mean, um but hey, I totally hey, agree.
1: I, 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 we need. To, we, can we cancel Trevor Noah because he's not funny? I don't care about anything he said, but we need to cancel people who aren't funny.
0: That's what I can. That's what I can get on board with canceling. If you're just yes. like not good at your job just get out of here, like canceled. (laughs) Like he gets paid for being funny and he's not. I wish I could- He makes like
1: like 12 million dollars a year. He is awful. And that's when you're like, I love capitalism. Like how does this guy make $12 million a year?
0: (laughs) Gosh, I love a good roast of a celebrity that we both agree that we can't stand. Um, So let's move on to something also exciting having to do with celebrities, you know, Nashville is healing Tennessee is healing there are bachelorette parties out on Broadway I saw a bachelor party walking through the nations recently the city is healing and another way that we know it's healing is celebrities are opening up restaurants in Nashville and that happens a lot you've got all the bars on Broadway that are celebrity owned you've got um there, Jason Aldean has, and Jason and Brittany Aldean have a steakhouse. Miranda Lambert just opened a restaurant that Mark and I went to the other day for lunch at Fifth and Broadway. What's it Tim- called? Blanco.
1: It was very good.
0: It was so good. Um, Justin Timberlake is opening a restaurant, and I just feel like, you know, the the last year's really gotten us down economically, but things are healing and, and, and we'll take it. And I think that it makes, it's also gonna make an argument and I'll kind of toss this over to you, Mark. But after a year of not really seeing business owners able to spend where they want to not have the discretionary income to open new businesses. Now there's a huge incentive to open new businesses because people want new places to go people are actually going out and spending their money again and even though we hate what corporate welfare has done I hope I hope that what they did at fifth and Broadway launches even more businesses downtown and kind of makes an argument for like all of these other businesses are opening without tax incentives, maybe we should just cut it all together.
1: Yeah, I mean, and also rent's cheaper because people are fleeing downtown, so it is a great right. opportunity for the business. The one issue I had with Nashville coming back, which I mean is great generally, but I walked outside my apartment and saw throw up two days in a row. I'm like, oh okay, it's back now. There's somebody threw up outside my apartment. So that, <laughs> that you can you can tell Nashville's back. Um oh my it, God. It was super gross. Sloan tried to eat it, so I told I stopped right <laughs> <it. laughs> now. Um, but no, it's really cool. I mean, we went to Fifth and Broadway. and it, I mean, I fought against their corporate welfare subsidy. I It's still the worst thing. It's an awful thing. We should not have done that. It doesn't make it not cool. I mean, it, it's a really cool thing. I mean, there's a lot of good local restaurants. It's, it's supposedly the biggest food hall in the country. I don't know how they measure that. I don't know what's considered a food hall. It sounds like it's kind of a made-up, like, like, you know, biggest or number one Chinese restaurant. Maybe not exactly right. Like an like,
0: elf when he sees the neon sign says "World's Best Coffee" and he walks in and congratulates them on the world's best coffee. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. I'm not here? sure, but I mean,
1: may, maybe it, I'm sure they use some weird measurement to do that. But but it's cool and um and it's cool. like another thing. The SEC tournament is back only 20 capacity. I know you went to it. I but I mean, it's it's cool to have these events back there. And they went to the Fifth and Broadway afterwards. Um. And, and we're just seeing a lot of cool, cool things happening Nashville. I think around Tennessee where it, it is, we're not back to normal yet, but I think we're a lot closer and, and I don't think we have to settle for that new normal is going to be wearing masks for four years. Like look at Nashville and we are really coming back and I hope kind of by the summer when, especially when a lot of people are vaccinated, we can kind of, you know, take the masks off and just kind of live feel like it's a normal life of a hundred percent capacity. I mean, that's what, what I'm looking forward to.
0: I know it's, it's, I think I'm in the phase right now where it's kind of alarming to see people without masks. But at the same time, I went to a coffee shop in Williamson County the other day and I forgot a mask. And so I just kind of went in without it and nobody said anything like they're, they have lifted their mask mandate. And I just kind of went in, I grabbed my coffee because I'd ordered online and sat down and it felt kind of normal even though when I walked in I was it was a little weird to have like my naked face like without yeah. a mask on walking into this coffee shop but I think things are getting somewhat back to normal I know my mom my sister and my grandmother have all been vaccinated and so um How people are she's like a
1: vaccine, isn't she like 18
0: she's 23 and she works with um elderly patients as a speech pathologist so
1: can I tell you one of the best things my friend Monty who was like I mean he's like a. a, a know a normal guy and and he's like oh man I was really close to the BMI to get like I guess if you have a 25 BMI you get the shot he's like man I just had a bunch of fast food a couple days before and I hit exactly 25 on the dot so I I get a shot early I'm like that's pretty hilarious
0: (laughs) (laughs) at like you get the shot like at what cost (laughs) well I mean
1: he got to enjoy fast food too that's a win I'm sure he's not feeling great after but it's just funny that he did that and uh, obviously there's these kind of areas of people who get this shot. I mean, I honestly, with my heart issues, I could see if I could qualify for it early, but yeah, I don't think seriously. I'm quite there yet, but it is cool. And I think, I mean, obviously people have different opinions. I, I am certain to get the vaccine the first chance I can.
0: Um, I, I, you know, me, I'm, I'm not, not quite there yet, but you want to wait.
1: Yeah. You want to wait to see, I got you. I
0: want to wait and see, but people are getting it. And I think that the faster that we can either, you know, people are getting the vaccine or herd immunity, or people are just understanding that this is what life is going to look like now we're going to have to be careful the faster things can open back up and I am excited. Um, one good thing that has come out of the pandemic though as I scrambled this morning to get all my tax documents collected is that the IRS has pushed back the tax deadline to May 17th and I you know I didn't even know that and I'm like scrambling this morning before we talked to our accountant um, but the the IRS is pushed back to May 17th. So whereas we would normally just have like less than a month left to get all of our tax stuff in, we have two months now, um, which, you know, I hate the IRS. I think that any red-blooded American probably does. I'm probably now put on a list for that. But what I think is interesting is people's interpretation of, I, I hear this a lot and I get really frustrated when people are like, man, I didn't get anything back in my tax return. And it's like, well, that means the government wasn't holding on to your money to begin with. And I think there's just like this huge, especially among our generation, this huge like misunderstanding of what your tax return is. And even outside of our generation, the now Vice President Kamala Harris in 2019, after the Trump tax cut passed, she tweeted out about how, um, she's tweeted something about how tax returns were lower that year than they had been any other year. And people were quick to point out that if the tax returns were lower, that means that the government wasn't holding on. They basically get an interest-free loan. What a tax return means is that you've been giving the government an interest-free loan. And then they're like, oh, wait, we you deserve this money back that you've been living for a year without. Right. And so it's really frustrating for me. And I love getting tax returns just as much as anyone, because it's like a you know, it's like a shopping spree that you weren't expecting, but it is frustrating when you get back. I mean, one year I got back over $700 and I'm like, that could have, I mean, that's over a month's rent for me. Like that Um, could have been put, put towards something else. And so I think when we view taxes and we view tax return season, we need to view it through an accurate lens, which is that if you do get a tax return back it's not a reason to celebrate necessarily it's a reason to say why on earth was the government getting an interest-free loan from me for all these months
1: I know and 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 that's part of the I mean that that is just part of this issue that we have and actually my friend Sam who who you know Sam Cosby actually used to work at Beacon he had like the best idea I think where he just said you know what I think there might be a country that does is like you Should not pay taxes all year and you should have to write one big check at the end so that you understand exactly how much of your money is going to the government. Yeah. Cause like people are like, Oh yeah, I got money back. I feel good about it. It's like, I mean, that that's on purpose. They want you to do that. If right. you had to write a check for, you know, 16, 15, dollars at the end of the year, you're like, Oh my God, that is that's 25% of my income. I can't believe you're I have to write a check.
0: A lot of money. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And 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 it's hard to. I mean, I think that would be a beneficial thing for people to understand exactly how much they take from it. Because I think a lot of people, they don't look at the paycheck. They don't look at the specific things. They're like, oh, this is how much I get in my paycheck. They don't say, oh, this is how much is taken out for this, this, and this.
0: I know a lot of freelancers really hate the government for that reason. Because freelancers and contract workers, like my friends who are music producers or photographers that have their own business they have to save a certain amount of money every year for taxes and then pay this like gigantic lump sum because their income doesn't take it out and they're quicker to hate the government so for everyone out there who who wants to paint a picture for your friends about why we don't love government talk to them about the lump sum of taxes and ask them how much Look, just look at your like I'm sitting here on my w-2 and I'm looking at what I paid last year, like, like the number that I paid last year, the things I could do with that money, man. I, I wish you could see exactly what exactly your work.
1: money goes to too. Like, Oh, this went to this specific stupid project. I mean, hell, most of it just go into the debt that we owe. So, I mean, even that, but, but I mean, it, it is, it's so infuriating when you actually look at it and I do think that there's a lot of people who might be center left who, if they did that, they might feel differently about their taxes.
0: I know. I think that a lot of people would feel differently about taxes if you fully grasped, exactly, exactly what, uh, your tax, where your taxes are going or, or how much you're paying in them. It's so frustrating. You know what I could do with my taxes? If I like this number, right? I can't even look at it. It makes me feel sick. (laughs) What I could do with my taxes is I could put it on my March Madness bets, (laughs) probably double, triple, quadruple, um, the amount of money because I bet on Alabama, I got two brackets. So I started a league with my friends and um by the way I wasn't
1: invited to this league so I guess that we're really
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're really cracking down no (laughs) riffraff around here no riffraff um (laughs) we we started this league and uh you get two brackets and we're not putting any money in but whoever has the worst bracket um has to make dinner for everybody else so it's like it's kind of like a fun just like friendship whatever thing but I um I have two brackets one of them I picked I mostly picked the higher ranked team except for a few teams that I had a lot of faith in that I that I think could pull the upset but on both of them and then on the other bracket I picked mostly the underdogs in in each pairing but on each one I always took Alabama straight to the top sorry about it
1: (laughs) okay well I have I mean I I thought I made a lot of money um last week betting on the conference tournaments uh Georgetown Oregon State both pulled huge upsets to, to get automatic bids and that was great for my banking count um yes. so I felt Mark my bracket yeah'm I'm so, I'm so excited about this and and I actually don't have a great feeling of who's gonna win I mean Gonzaga is the big favorite I think I like Baylor a little bit mm-hmm. but there's some really great first round upsets. if you're feeling like your bracket and you want to look smart to your friends or really dumb if it doesn't happen um the Colgate over Arkansas one is the upset I love so much um I, I, I've been talking about Colgate for a while I think Arkansas is vulnerable to that i think that's a, that's a tough one i mean um, i
0: saw them play in the sec championship last week and those boys they either had tired legs or they're not as good as they think they are
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i mean they're a good team but yeah i i, I don't trust them i think that i mean uh, colgate is leads the NCA in the least amount of turnovers and they shoot a great percentage from the three-point line so that's tough to compare with we talked about moorhead state i think west virginia is gonna have a, a big problem with that and then my big upset this one nobody's talking about okay Abilene Christian over Texas. Abilene Christian is actually one of the best, the best mid majors to come out in the last 10 years. Nobody's really paying attention to them. They play fast. They play good defense. They, t- they get more turnovers, I think, per possession than anybody in the country. And Texas is going to have their hands full with that pressing Abilene Christian defense. So those are my ones. And then my like one upset. Final four team. I'm not saying they're gonna make it, but if you're looking for team, St. Bonaventure is a really tough nine seed. Um, that's sure. gonna be a team to watch out for. They have a lot of good players, defensive player of the year in the A10, and they play some really strong defense too. So that's I where I'm at. I'm sure I'll be wrong about all of these, but that's what I'm gonna stick with.
0: Well, Honestly, like if, one, if one
1: of those, if one of those win out of the three I said, you would win a lot of money in Vegas, just one out of three.
0: <laughs> I know I need to get I need to get back on the DraftKings game. Um yeah, that's right. Mark, what Mark did win me like $300 one year. I called him when I was living in Alabama and he helped me fill out my bracket. And, and he, he really helped me out. I got second place in the league that I was in, which was just like absolutely huge. Um, I'll send you
1: my bets if you want them to.
0: Yes. Yeah, St. Bonaventure. I had them getting out. I think in the 16, I did pick. them oh, Okay, good. Out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people are thinking LSU's a better team. I'm like I don't think so. Bonaventure so. been good all year. I know. And, and it's a, uh, that's one of those teams that nobody really knows that they are. So they're kind of underestimated, but they are very good.
0: I mean, that's, that's the great thing about basketball. And we talk about this with football a lot and how we wish that more teams, more smaller teams could get into the football playoffs. That's the fun thing about basketball is that so many teams get a chance. And so tomorrow Mark's going to take off and watch March Madness. I'm just going to have it on my TV all day, all weekend. I'm I'm just not, it's going to be, this is what we live for. This is the season where things get really fun. That's what we live for.
1: And there's so many cool, like they always do these cool storylines too. Like you have Rick Patino back in action yes. versus Alabama in the first round with Iona. Um, one of the cool sister Jean, who has won so many people's hearts, is going to be there again. And like, it, there's a, yes. a potential second round matchup with Loyola and Illinois, which I mean they're both in the same state and like they're the kind of rivals. Um, and Illinois is apparently like not scheduled them in like 20 years because so they don't want to play them. So it's gonna be like a fun little. It could be a second round matchup there. On um, my
0: on my underdog bracket, I have Loyola beating. Illinois.
1: Illinois. I had that on my normal bracket, so I think we're on the same page there. I I like that Loyola team a lot. Um, Ron's not happy because I had them also beating Georgia Tech in the first round, but I, I do believe they can do it.
0: I have Georgia Tech winning in the first round for one of my brackets. But well, they,
1: just lost, they just lost the ACC player of the year. He has COVID, so he will not be playing. So I know, that's as-
0: why I think my second bracket is going to be the winner. I, pick, I picked, I did some easy picks on my first bracket, but my second bracket was my gut bracket, which is a lot of underdogs taking, taking over the higher ranked seeds. So we'll, we'll see what happens there, but uh, we'll be back next week to talk about this a little bit more. And hopefully uh, we're both a little bit richer off our bets. Perfect. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everyone.